Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get your brand on board with our podcast and a sponsorship campaign and get into the earphones of 100,000 plus highly engaged music and comedy fans within our show and across Acast's other famous podcasts. I'll even come up with a creative for you. Get in touch via producerpool.co.uk and we'll have a chat about how it works. A funny taste in music with Andrew Bird. Hello. What the bloody hell are you doing here, eh? You uh, you want a bit of music and comedy combined? Well, you have stumbled upon a gold mine. This is a funny taste in music. It's comedians talking about music. Brilliant idea. That's that was all me. That idea, and it's happening now. Uh, so th- thanks for giving this a go. If you should first listen, it's a good one, and you've got some a few to go back to listen to. Uh, this is Zoe Lyons. I've known Zoe since uh, since I started gigging. We've gigged together loads, and she right. There's no way of saying this. I'm going to say it. Uh, there's no way of saying it without it sounding clumsy, sexist on some level. But I'm ju- I'm going to say it right. When I started doing stand up in the early 2000s, I remember gigging a lot with Zoe and uh, Kerry Godleyman and a few a few other female comedians. And more, I might be wrong, but I think more so then there was still a very much a oh, there's a woman on. Oh, don't don't find women comedians funny, do you, Terry? No, I don't, Dave. Do you, Terry? No, Dave, I don't. You know, there was still that you'd hear them in the toilet going, oh, "There's a fem- there's a woman comedian on tonight," and it was all. I always found it funny when I heard that. And Zoe would be on because I'd think, oh, you're about to see her smash this shit out of this gig. Um, I heard it again recently. When when was it? I think we were in Brighton. I heard someone going, oh, it's a woman on tonight. And uh, she smashed the shit out of it. Um, she, um, she's a brilliant comedian and always, always funny to hang around with before and after a gig because she's got a good... Good aura of, oh, for fuck's sake about her, which I very much enjoy. Um, so I really enjoyed chatting to Zoe, always do. Uh, this is, I have no idea what music she'd like. So, you you know, it's all over the place. You're about to hear all sorts of music she likes. So it's a really good one. So listen away. Uh, go on the Patreon page and financially support this podcast and my life. Um, tell people about this podcast if you like it. Say, hey, there's a good podcast because um, they'll be they'll be happy to hear about a good podcast because there's not many podcasts are there there's not many of them out there so they'll be happy to hear of one recommend away see the look on their face as you tell them there's a good podcast so here we go though this is a good one so listen to it now zoe lyons a funny taste in music 
the interview next. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, um, it's, it's a podcast all about music. Let's go. Good. Let's, Let's rock. Yeah. Because uh, you know what, it's been quite—it's been fairly easy to get comedians to agree to this. And I'm thinking about it. I think it's because we we bloody love stand up, but there's only so many interviews you can do talking about stand up. Yeah, totally. Mu- music is a blessed relief. Like in the in the car journey on the way to a gig. Yeah. Usually you get to music fairly quick. Yes. Yeah. I haven't had a shared car journey for a, well. None of us have, have we? <laughs> no. But, but yeah. But you're in Brighton, so no, you didn't have many. No, I didn't have many. No. But yeah, how long long have you been in Brighton? I've been here, oh gosh, like 16 years. Oh, so yeah, you you haven't shared many car journeys. No, not for a long, long time. No, not for a long time. So you're a lot of uh, drive, before podcasts, it's Mm. more, more when I go on a journey now, I'm thinking... I measure my neighbour will say, Where are you going? I'll go Nottingham and go, Cool, it's a bit far in it. I'll yeah. like two podcasts. Two podcasts. Yeah. So I don't listen to a lot of podcasts in the car. I do listen to a lot of music in the car. I oh, to a lot of music this, in the car. this is uh this is fortunate for this podcast. And then, it's isn't probably it? I do it's probably it's probably f- good that I do a lot of car journeys on my own because I don't know whether my taste in music would translate to many people. To many human so, beings? No, not many. I mean, it's a little bit... Well, it's not niche, but it's um, it's not really? sing-alongable, yeah. 
that's a good phrase of not sing along a ball oh that's that's a pleasure to say it's not sing along a ball not sing along a ball it really so that, is that it's sums not... up your taste in music we've got right to the heart of it immediately yeah, very much i like not niche sing-along-able. not sing along a ball yeah i'm not one for a sing song no one one person singing the person who's paid <laughs> that's that's it. It. let them get on with it <laughs> yeah i like the thought of that that you've done that purposely because if you get to you go to see them live you don't want people People sing, yeah, I can imagine don't that, sing would, yeah. that would really piss you off. That's yeah. what I was I was thinking of you with you, I was thinking you you either go to a lot of live gigs or you don't at all because other people would piss you off. Which uh, camp is this? Uh I don't go to many, um but the ones I go to people do join in but not in a sort of sing alongable way. <laughs> it's it's sort of more sort of get involved. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah. Get involved. <laughs> right. I've... Right. Well, the last well the last gig I went to yeah. pre all this pre somebody fingering a bat. Yeah. I um was uh, underworld in Amsterdam, and so there was a lot of joining in, but not in a sing alongable way. <laughs> <laughs> in a mash it up, old raver sort of way. It was absolutely. Brilliant, because everybody was in their 40s, 50s and 60s. I'm going to say had had at least a drink. Yeah. And um, uh, it was a lot of fun. A old, lot of fun. Old raver. That's old raver. Right. That's me. I'm an old raver. Oh, lovely. All right, I've yeah. got an idea now. There's a, I use that as a description. Um, I was with Toby Jones in Leeds. Yeah. And uh, we went to this calf. He said, oh, you've got to go to this calf. And the lady who run it, she was really funny. She was proper f- in your face. Yeah. Like she said how she hates vegetarians and vegans as she's running a calf <laughs> yeah. out loud while people are sat there eating. And she's uh, so she's really loud and funny in that. But just a, a bit, you can imagine she'd be a bit much. And I yeah. described it to Toby. She looks like an ecstasy rave survivor from the 90s. You know that look and uh, attitude. You know exactly what I mean. A strong jaw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen some action. Like a sort of Staffordshire Bull Terrier. If she bit down, there'd be no getting it off. You'd have to use a sort of, you'd have to use some sort of leverage because that's done a lot of chewing in the 90s. It's got very strong lower jaw muscles. (laughs) Let it go, Shirley. Let it go. Somebody get a stick. Hit her with a stick. She won't let it go. You won't get her off. You, you can't won't get, get her off. off. She's on. She's latched on. Yeah. And if she yeah. hears a beat, that's it. That's it. She's just latched. If a car alarm goes off, you just grab your children because you, well, you, you're in trouble. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what you. But not quite so so extreme. You put yourself in that category and ex, yeah, ex- not raver. So that's not so extreme. I've loosened right. the jaw since. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know, I remember, I remember you might find this funny in the early 90s as a, like I was in, in just started secondary school when right, Fantasia rave and all of that. <laughs> yeah. We used to go, me and, how weird is this? Me and my mates Barney and that, we used to go to music shops and we collected rave flyers, the posters. Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasia yeah. and all of that. Yeah. We'd never been to a rave. <laughs> I don't think any of us, if we were honest, understood or liked the music. Well, you can't understand it properly if you're not on some kind of drug. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. It's 12, 13-year-olds. I don't know what we thought we were getting from Fantasia. 
But the, the flyers were quite attractive, weren't they? They were good. Quite attractive. They were sort of... Yeah, I remember flyers. Yeah, yeah I remember Bar my mate Barney used to travel around everywhere to get them. Yeah. Ring it. Where are you? I'm in, I'm in Cheltenham. Get some flyers. Like, how are you? The, how are you even there? You can't drive. We're twelve. <laughs> but you used to go to them. Did you go? Well, any... I didn't go to sort of illegal ones in fields and that sort of stuff. But I was more cl clubbing. I was much more of. I was a big clubber in the nineties in London. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just... Yeah. And it was usually. Well, the gay clubs played the better music, and I was gay, so that was quite handy. Um, yeah. Not, but I used to go to a lot of very male gay clubs, um, and we were sort of tolerated. Um, gay women were tolerated. Like, as in male... Uh, I mean, male, it was just... Male just gay a, lot men. Of, a lot of blokes with their tops off. Just, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of blokes with their tops off, and then us, like that, woo, in between them. Oh, uh, the, gay the, women were sort of tolerated, and then straights were just sort of, ugh, they could, yeah. It was like a hierarchy. Gay men at the top. Yeah. Probably, it probably went, actually, probably, it probably went gay men, bisexual men, men. Yeah. Bisexual women, lesbians, just about, and then straights right at the bottom. That was it. So that was just, we were just above straight in the sort of hierarchy of what was tolerated. I had no within. idea of yeah. all of this. This is yeah. a world I know nothing about. I used to. Well, my big thing was I used to go to trade in London at Turnmills, which started at four a.m. in the morning. Good so, God! Yeah, used to we used to queue up, but we used to. I used to go to bed, set the alarm, and get up and go to trade. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a, set the alarm that early to go because it went on till midday and then of course there were the after parties so it was full two days worth of investment um yeah. i'm gonna say so you'd have to have a bit of a kit before you went and yeah you've yeah. got a plan you've got to adjust your body clock for a yeah. rave yeah, I was I was like, jet lagged a lot of the time when I was in my twenties. A combination of hangovers and jet lag. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So it went from four a.m. till noon, and then you came out of there, and then you just went on some like there'd be an after party somewhere else. It was it was carnage. I was going to say it it was carnage, but the music. Oh my god, the music was so good. Yeah, but as you were getting up though, it was pretty much you and Milkman. <laughs> yes, yeah. Got a weird crossover: ravers, milkmen, paperboys. Home on the tube, and people going to work in their suits and stuff. And I'm there in my oh. rave gear, in my clubbing gear, my clubbing pants and vest top, oh, and just sort of of stinking. And what a combo um, of real yeah. go-getters, real go-getters, go and an absolute gone. And people <laughs> and with ripped goner. clothes, jaws yeah. flying everywhere. Yeah, latching. Oh, on. what a what a what a heady mix on a tube journey at that yeah. time i never thought of that what's yeah. your what's i've always wondered this what's your opinion in gay clubs of straight men in gay clubs uh, again it mm, uh, uh, i mean it's been so long since i've been in one um i mean i don't i mean i'm like all the, the more the merrier I, yeah. I'm, and gay men don't tend to mind because they you know See, it's a challenge. Should, yeah, a bit of a challenge, yeah. <laughs> it all depends on why they're there. Well, you, I mean, if you're there for the music, then brilliant. Absolutely. If you're there yes. just to have a sort of, you know. This is what I've always thought, because I always thought straight women go to gay clubs mm. because there's less straight men trying on with them so they can just mm. relax and dance and not worry about someone grinding up against them. Yeah. But then straight men 
get 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 wind of this and then they start infiltrating it sort of undercover yeah like they're and my no fire alarm's just gone off that's exciting fuck it you, can you your jaw, i can see your jaw going already yeah but, <laughs> oh wow yeah. it's a good solid beat <laughs> now i've no idea whether that's a test or an actual fire but you know what it i'm gonna say it's a test yeah and then we'll see what, what an edge you could give to this podcast. Is- I know, this is the same. I did a gig not so long ago where the fire alarms all went off online and um, it wasn't a test. It, they were going off for reals. And um, uh, yes, it did add a real tension to the gig. It sort of, they, they got their money's worth out of me because, you know, I'm, I'm currently on the eighth floor. So um, yeah, there was a real tension to it. Yeah, this so- could, be a, could be a test or uh, there could be emergency services screeching this is like low level rave music though isn't it it is just sort of that's your bass beat right there that's yeah. all you, you got that and then you just build on top and then yeah you just somebody have somebody singing over the top sort of uh high, take uh, you higher. yeah yeah something higher <laughs> yeah it's always take me higher isn't it and you're like uh, what and then it then yeah. you need it to am i right it'll drop just drop yeah that's the where drop it drops the out it's not the beat the yeah. drop beat yeah there and then go. arms in the air. And then arms in the air. A few screams. Tune! <laughs> I remember as well. What was it? Whistle Posse Blow. Whistle Posse Blow? I don't know. There used to be there used to be ravers that used to take whistles. Oh, right. Rave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was whistle never a whistler. blow. No, I was never a whistler. Never a whistler. It's weird. All the white want... gloves. The white the gloves. Oh, yeah. No. No, it, it was more house music than techno I was into. More yeah. deep house. Yeah. You see this, this, but I, um, I've got, I remember having a constant argument with a mate of mine, Jonathan Pearson, yeah. in secondary school, because he was really into rave. And he's into music production now, and he makes his own stuff. Yeah. And it's really good. And, uh, but it's just a different world. I was really into guitar music. Anything yeah. Would, so he used to go, oh, oh, Beatles, oh, Oasis. Yeah. And, and, and I used to go, oh, oh, rave, oh, oh, can someone sing? Because um, I never, if you, you know, if you don't go to a club, then you yeah. don't really properly get it. It's not something you put on. I mean, do you listen to rave in the day? Not rave. I listen to house music. I listen to right. dance music. I listen to a lot of. I've since listened to a lot of German electronic dance music. <laughs> that sounds the absolute opposite of what I would listen to. I know to. it is. I know it is. That's why we won't share a car because it's if you put on Twangy Twangy Oasis, I'd <laughs> kick you out at Cobham Services. I'd be like, get that shit out of here. See, I, that, that's the attitude of a Twangy Twangy Oasis. But the thing is, though, you see, I did... I, I grew up liking... I do listen to some twangy music, not Oasis, but I do listen to sort of, I quite like a bit of prog rock and I like a bit of, um, I mean, Frank Zappa. I love a bit of Frank Zappa because of the mentalness of it. I mean, he's absolutely, you know, don't go with the Eskimos, though, don't eat the yellow snow. I mean, just brilliant lyrics. Um, Catholic girls with their tiny little moustache. I mean, it's just, and the guitar I've never heard that, that's good. Have you ever, have you, do you know much Frank Zappa? Not much, no, no. There's a there's a there's a there's a guitar solo called Watermelon Easter Hay, which is one of the most beautiful bits of guitar music you will ever hear, and that I can thoroughly appreciate. It's just beautiful. It's absolutely fantastic because he it's was. A good, it's a guitar solo with a name. 
watermelonings to hay. Yeah, it's on Joe's garage. I think it is. You don't yeah. often you don't often have a guitar solo named. That's quite a yeah. guitar solo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a track. It's um, it's a track. Yeah. Oh right. It's a track. Yeah. Sorry. It's a track. Yeah, sorry, it's a track. I thought he named the solo. I named a bit of the song. No. The, wow. The, this the, solo's so good. It needs to be named. The track is called right, Watermelon okay. Easter Hay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. But you. Uh, uh, so. Yeah. So you can listen. You can listen to house music, obviously, in the day. Would you? Do you listen to house music on a car journey then? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah? I'll belt it out. Absolutely. Yeah. I could imagine yeah. that actually on the way to a gig, full yeah. blast, full blast. I, so, yeah, because um, a lot of it now is quite melodic and orchestral. Yeah. And I mean, I get slagged off to high heaven for saying this oh, by good. my mates who who do like the same sort of music as me. But I find a lot of it deeply intelligent <laughs> because <laughs> I do. Yeah. I really do because it has a sort of. Um, it connects physically with the body and I find it quite moving and uh. I've always loved it. I mean, as a kid growing up, I used to listen to a lot of like Jean-Michel Jarre and uh, Kraftwerk and that sort of, so electro, those sort of synth type sounds, um, Laurie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what age would you have been listening to stuff like that? 11. Oh, wow. 10, 11 and also, <laughs> I was an odd and slightly lonely child. Um, yeah, well, that, that is the thing. Music becomes your proper companion, yeah, isn't it? I, to keep I, your company. I never was into, I mean, was I ever into chart stuff as a kid? A bit, but not not really. No, you weren't, didn't um, record the chart show, Top of the Pops? Just, I mean, occasional songs that I would like, but yeah. I was more, I had a sort of slightly more strange taste in music. I was really excited this week because Laurie Anderson's, um, uh, uh, God, what's the album called? God, I'm, I'm having a senior moment. Do you, do you know, the, are you familiar with Oh Superman? No. Oh, no, no. Right, you see. I don't okay. know Laurie Anderson. Uh, so she was married to... Um, I could have having a proper senior moment. <laughs> uh, what a so- fascinating interview this is. You That's know the right. man with the bits and bobs, Lou Reed. Um, <laughs> she was married to Lou Reed. Um, yeah. And uh, she's been doing sort of experimental, electronic music for years and years and years and old Superman came out when I was about 11 years old and I remember hearing it for the very very first time it was in the back of my car my dad's car obviously not my yeah. car I was 11 and yeah. uh, it absolutely blew my mind because it was the most ethereal thing I'd ever heard in my life it's eight minutes long um, and it's it's a bizarre track and the first time I heard it I, I, this, uh, I was it made me aware yeah. Of art and possibility and difference, and at eleven, I think that's quite mind blowing. That you know, when you first have that idea that yeah. things can be different and you don't have to like the same things, and yeah. there's something a bit more avant garde or risky out there, it just blew my mind. And it, um, they played it on the radio the other day, and it's forty years old now, or something ridiculous, Jeez, or thirty yeah. years old, thirty thirty odd years old. Yeah, and it had the same effect to me. It was incredible. Yeah. And really, that, you remember that clearly? Music. Eleven years yeah. old in the back of the car, yeah. hearing that, hearing thinking, that, and realizing we, there's a different world out there. That's what it did for wow. me. It opened up that, it opened up that portal in my head. Yeah, 
where you know as a kid you're gonna go right I'm like, there's black lace there's, there's duran duran there's this there's that there's you know that's what you're presented yeah. with that's because yes. you, you don't know where to search for it we otherwise. shall all like this together we shall all like this and we shall we'll, discuss it a number of you will buy it and it'll hit a certain chart number in the charts that's how it'll yeah. work but this track when i heard it just opened up this door in my mind and uh wow, yeah it's a cracking description and you felt like it was something for me there's something other out there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah, know what I, it was, but I was like, God, that's cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I did that when I was young, but with stuff that was like not new, <laughs> was like really well. I used to mention it to my parents. Like they, I'm like, do you know the doors? <laughs> like, yeah, well, the yeah. door. Yeah. Yeah, the doors. I mean, some of the doors music. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would mention that to them. Like I discovered, I still do I've that now. Them. I feel like I've discovered some unknown band, and I'm giving them a chance by listening to them. And then I mention them to people, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows them. They're massive." Yeah. Ah, yeah. Right. I'll stop dropping that in there, then, shall I? Um, Chuck Berry for a while. <laughs> Chuck Berry. Has anybody heard of this Chuck Berry? Yeah, when I was about thirteen or something, I used to just sort of go, "Oh, you should uh, listen." And I found this. You should listen to this. <laughs> uh, but um, and you still and but and that and that weird though that that's the thing that I still I remember songs that I listened. To, I remember hearing a song on a torch radio. Do you remember torch radios? No. Remember you get a massive chunky torch and had a radio on the side of it. Oh, a torch radio! I thought I thought it was a, <laughs> the name of a station. Well, oh, uh, a torch radio <laughs> shining a light on new tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody should be now, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're in the dark radio. with music. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Torch Radio. I was walking. I used to walk from my, my nana's house, which was only about five minutes from our where I, my house, and I walk up the road and listen to the radio on your torch with a torch. It wasn't that there was street lamps? I didn't need a torch. But there was a. St I remember hearing. I remember hearing a song. Uh, uh, at that age and still now when I hear it now I go oh and it takes me right back to that so yeah. you had that in the back of your car at 11 do you, where yeah. did you grow up did you was your mum Irish or your dad Irish um, no my dad's Irish so for the first nine years of my life I grew up in Ireland I was in Ireland and do you remember then, it much yeah 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 I remember anything before the age of after the age of about 10 I don't think yeah do you remember no. living in Ireland oh yeah 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 we lived quite we had, it, was, it was quite lovely where we lived because it, it was um, on the coast and we had a beautiful sea view and it was, yeah. And I was taught uh, by nuns and all of that stuff. So you remember all of that shit? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Lived yeah. in Ireland, taught by nuns. What, yeah. What, yeah. what a childhood from the 20s you had. I know. It sounds like and lo Lots of us didn't make it because of the tuberculosis. I mean, it does sound like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, we, <laughs> when we weren't reading the Bible, we were coughing up spittles of blood into our own hankies. Um, <laughs> there was 12 of us in the family, you see. Yeah. So we didn't all eat every night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the sound. And, uh, do you... But do you, I mean, do you remember? Because I, I'm where I grew up. There was three Irish families, right? yeah. And they, so my mum's best friends. So they were kind of like our aunties and cousins and that kind. Yeah. You know that thing. And uh, so there's the O'Driscolls and the Fitzgeralds and the yeah. McCarthys. And um, so I had this weird 
uh, I just thought it was like everyone had it. I didn't realise it was this weird sort of Irish Christmases where we'd go visit them at Christmas and there'd be house parties full of Irish people. Yeah. So, and that's the difference, I reckon. Do you agree with this? Because you've seen both. Yeah. Between Irish music or the way people like music in Ireland and England. In Ireland, they sing together. In England, we sing at each other. At each other, yes, Like that's aggressively. True. Yes. Like yes. a threat. You're my fucking wonder wall. Yeah, yeah, you're my wonder wall. <laughs> no, in Ireland, <laughs> it's more so. Will you join in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, but that is the most amazing thing in Ireland. If you're in a pub and people just start jamming together. I mean, yeah. I'm, I can't play any instrument, so I'm always just amazed when somebody can just join in. Yeah, like, me too. Pick it up and join in. Yeah. But there's something, I mean... I, lo- I love Irish music. Um, I, I, we obviously listened to an awful lot of it when I was growing up and um, it can really set me off. It really does. <laughs> the sound, but the way that they, like women, children, uh, men, old men, all in one room, all yeah. sing together. Yeah. And like in England, you have to, we're so repressed and reserved. You have oh, to be yeah. hammered yeah. to sing. You would never sing with like your grandparents or something. Yeah. No, my cousin will often break into so- like my my. When I was visiting my dad not so long ago, well, quite a while ago now. My cousin was there as well, over from Ireland, and he just broke into song over dinner. We were, you know, it was, it was quite lovely. <laughs> and his kids all play the flutes and barons yeah. and all sorts. So it's like everybody just jams together, and you're like, oh, I just I, nothing. I can play nothing. I can no. sing nothing. Would you do, sing softly so they can't hear you? So the world in the she yeah. walks through the fair. I mean, no, it's terrible. I can't sing. Um, uh, and that uh, weird, yeah. that, a stand-ups, uh, uh, the thought of doing, like my wife has recurring nightmares about her doing stand-up. Yeah. That she finds that, people find that terrifying. Yeah. But to me, I've had recurring nightmares about suddenly being on stage with a guitar and I've got to sing. That, <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than that. I did a play, what, 18 months ago and I had to sing at the end of the show. And Ugh. it was awful. Because I was awful. And... And I just had to find a way of doing it. And in the end, I had to pretend I was... What's what's the big Chinese version of Amazon? Is it... Abra- um, Wuhan Market? No, what is it? What is the big <laughs> Chinese equivalent? Is it like... Um, I don't know. I didn't know uh, there was one. I thought that... How ignorant am I? I thought they had Amazon. No, it's... Um, oh, I can't remember. It's, I'm having proper senior moments today. Um and the guy who owns it is like yeah. this mad Chinese billionaire and he puts on concerts for his own employees and then they have to really? sit there and listen to him singing and he's awful. Oh, but he, like massive oh, concerts. He's, oh, I he's, thought, yeah, no, he performs. Oh, he doesn't. I thought he, yeah. he like gets bands. I thought, oh, what no, a lovely no, no, boss. No, 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 no. He's so egocentric and so uh, he, he puts on these um, his own concerts where he performs. And like, just sort of styles it out, and the employees have to appreciate it. So that's that's that. I channeled his energy at the end of the play to, to sing the song because I I played it like sort of you're gonna love this whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to find some way of doing it. Had to you, find the some way, way of you doing went it for is Chinese billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's uh that's an approach many musicians have ever used in a, no. how should I approach this song? I, I'll channel yeah. my hurt from my childhood. You went Chinese egocentric billionaire. Yeah, yeah. That was... The, <laughs> the route less travelled. 
Have you, is it there worked for me. It is there footage of this, of him? Um, How did you know about this? I can't remember. I Googled him. I can remember seeing something. He must have been on the news or something. And I remember thinking, by God, imagine oh, being man. that egocentric that that's oh. what you do. It's not enough that you're a, you're a billionaire, but you've got to make your staff sit through this. And it's, you know, big stage shows, like the works, like, you know, like wow. he's been putting on Beyonce or something. Big, big things. So, himself. Yeah. That's, wow. <laughs> I think we need to pause. I mean, if you can, why wouldn't you? I mean, you must get to a point where you've got so much money where you're like, what will I do now? It's like, I'm just going to stage an arena concert with me. Billionaire Chinese David Brent. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, I've kind of had a similar, you'll appreciate this because it was in the Banana Cabaret um, in that room. So the people who don't know it, the Banana Cabaret is a brilliant comedy club in Ballam, South London. I used to work in that pub, the Bedford, which is a well-known music pub. It's got a really old Shakespearean globe theatre at the back it's with a lovely. balcony. Yeah. Brilliant, beautiful theatre. We had a... Get a load of this. We had a, When I worked in the pub, we had an emergency staff meeting. The owner of the pub was a very eccentric uh, man called Chris Scully. Very funny, but, yeah, very eccentric. Did, he did... I think he may have done quite a lot of drugs and not had a lot of sleep. <laughs> yeah. And he was... Uh, yeah, he was... Uh, yeah. Anyway, he called a staff room in the theatre of the pub right and he made all the staff sit up on the balcony and he delivered the staff meeting from the stage area of where the comedy would be yeah so we're up all the staff are on a balcony and he's delivering it to us like like shakespearean theater yeah and then at the end of it he said uh you know we never uh, we never spent this how we talked he was quite posh he goes we never spend any time together <laughs> as people in any proper time together and then he said uh Oh, what was his name? Uh, who used to DJ in there? He said, uh, "He said, press play." <laughs> and he, uh, the decks are in there for the disco, and he just put on music, and he made us all sit there and listen to music. Oh like no! His choice of music. Oh god! Oh. And we're all sat there in a staff meeting, going, "How how long do we have to sit here? You yeah. can't leave, can you?" And he put, I remember he put on Robbie Williams' feet. Oh god! No god! Probably no. three times in a row. No. And we're all sat there. I just want to feel oh, no. real love. <laughs> <laughs> we all sat there at 10 o'clock in the day going, what the fuck? And he made some of like the regulars who drink in the public bar, the old men, Harry. Yeah. He was a handyman who used to fix a stool and then charge 40 quid and drink it all day. Yeah. He made him come into the staff room because he's part of the family. <laughs> into the staff meeting. And we all sat there and listened to Robbie Williams for like 45 minutes. Oh, God. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's no put on your own concert to your staff level. Oh. But it's not far off. But having to endure somebody else's music that they go, you'll love this one, and they make you sit there and listen to it three times. Yeah. I always um, I always think that's very awkward. I've always... Uh, Frank Skinner's got a great bit about that, about how, who decided if you, uh, if you look at the radio, tilt your head slightly yeah. and look really determined, it somehow gets louder. <laughs> got that brilliant bit but uh, it, there's that awkward thing of when someone goes listen to this yeah where do you look i know you know yeah. when someone puts it on a stereo or yeah they like go listen like, to this and like, what, what, what do we look yeah. at each other what, what do we do here yeah very rarely would i enjoy other people's music on that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's weird because i'm a i'm a i'm a bit of a music pusher sometimes but when oh, someone yeah. says to me listen to this i don't know what it is my brain just thinks i should listen to this but I want to find it on my own. I don't want to be told by you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, c- I could say you're very much like that. I know. Well. I am. I'm like, please don't. Because, yeah. 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 There's no way of expressing at the end of it how much you enjoyed it. Or really. hated it. Yeah. And then if you hate it, it sort of... Then if you hate it, you sort of dislike them a little bit more because, A, it, it, it sort of... It, it sort of opens that they've, they've been brave enough to display their musical vulnerability and you're like that that is a pile of old shit and uh, if you like that then I'm afraid there's a little bit of you that I'm just not going to like quite as much as I did five minutes ago yeah. <laughs> I just have that. changed my opinion about you that's a question I often ask on this that uh, I you might like um, is there an album that you've got that you absolutely love and if somebody who you've known for years one of your oldest friends or a family member said oh them i hate them you could never truly yeah. think of them in the same way i mean an, an old album i mean it'd be old it'd be a really old one because i don't buy albums anymore at all i can't remember the last album i bought Oh, it's going off again. I'm raving again, mate. <laughs> it's like they know I'm talking about my past and they're like, get going. It's a long dropout, oh, isn't it? Oh. Very short track, that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but an album that I listened to constantly growing up um, and yeah. I love and I stu- and stood the test of time is probably Grace Jones' Island Life. And if somebody told me they didn't like that, then I'd think they'd have to go. Yeah, <laughs> because only, it's got think... everything. It's got everything that yeah. I mean. I mean, "Slave to the Rhythm," which is the, the final track on the album, is just so well produced, and it's what thirty-five years old. It is so good. I mean, Grace isn't that brilliant a singer, but she gives. I tell you what, she is a fucking brilliant performer. I mean, just gives it welly and just yeah. gives it all. And that do you, album, think, do you think she ever puts herself in the place of a mad Chinese billionaire? I don't think she's ever gone that <laughs> she far. She sings. No, <laughs> I don't think she's gone that far. But, um, but that album's got everything. I love be, it. It's not often you notice that, though. Sometimes you do, but it's not often you think, "Oh, this is well produced." But that's so well produced, you can't help but notice. It's so well done. Yeah. It is so well done. It's uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, slightly life changing that track for me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. My my, quest, my question was that you wouldn't like them as much. You went straight with they'd have to go. They have to go. Out of your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to cut I you would out cut of my them, life. I've cut people out for less. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I knew I was going to enjoy talking to you about music. <laughs> I bloody knew it. I knew you'd be as cutthroat as this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, so, so you what? What time? When? When did you start buying music for yourself? Because I think Jeff Innocent, and you're not one to argue with him. Quite <laughs> rightly put it. About eight or nine, you start becoming aware of music. Eleven, mm-hmm. twelve. You buy your own. About yeah. 14, 15, you develop your own proper taste. Mm. Roughly. That, he's not far off there. I yeah, I think about, I was about 11, 12 when I started to buy my own. Oh, it would have been bang singles. On. Yeah, it would have been singles. I'd have bought singles. One ninety nine. Oh, no, it would be about three ninety nine. You get four No, 99p. I'm, I'm really old. They were about 99p. Ah. Um, but I think the first album I bought was probably... Um, it, 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 human League travel log. Oh, 
came out. I think it came out in nineteen seventy. I think it came out in nineteen seventy nine. So I would have been. I'd have, it would have been a few years later. Cause I was born in seventy one. So I'd have been about ten, eleven when I bought that, and it's an amazing. It's still an amazing album. It's really not like later Human League. It's proper quite dark synth music. It's yeah. quite dark. Yeah. I have my my probably my one and only man crush was Phil Oakey from the Human League. I loved him, <laughs> but I think I probably had a massive crush on him because he had asymmetrical hair, used to wear lipstick and a jumpsuit. So it was really appealing to my confused state of sexuality at that point. I was like, he is a man, but looks quite mm. like a lady, and he's wearing a jumpsuit and high heels. So I'm enjoying all of this, oh, I but I don't know that. which bits I'm going to run with later in life. But he sort of opened up the sort of idea of the, you know, that there was. A fluidity to it, perhaps yes. when, when, when you know, when in that time there really wasn't a fluidity. You were either a lady or a bloke, and he was yeah. like clearly a lady bloke thing. So it was, yeah, I quite enjoyed him. Oh, I could see that. Oh, you know, yeah, he does look like a a good looking lady. He did look like a really. Way. I mean, he looked so good in a jumpsuit. Yeah. Oh my god, a jumpsuit Not many and a men high can heel. Carry that off? No, you can't. No. No, too long in the torso. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good album cover as well. Too, good long album. The t- too long in the torso. Great album. Lovely yeah, album. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would have probably that would have been the first album I would have bought. Yeah, and uh, yes, darkly synth. That's funny. First album you bought as a twelve-year-old. Dark <laughs> synth music. <laughs> wow. You were, you were you were you were not regular with your, your not music. Really. Te- you, were, you as I'm saying this, people who are listening can't see you laughing at your. You're looking back at yourself and yeah. go, "What? I don't. What? Don't know what. I'm, what was yeah. going on? What was yeah. going on with me? Yeah, I was a very confused teenager. You know, I. I mean, I clearly was. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that, that, again, I, that's, Music was your companion, wasn't it? It was music my companion. Was a- it was my companion. And when we, I, I, you know, I moved from Scotland to England to, uh, I moved from Ireland, sorry, to England and then to Scotland. I went to secondary school in, in Glasgow and we lived in suburbia when I was probably about 13, 12, 13 at that point. And I remember even at that age, I was so acutely aware of how mentally damaging suburbia is to anybody's mental health. It's so <laughs> dull. It's yeah. so, I used to just look out and go, this is just not the way to live. I mean, no. and um, I was just desperately trying to find a sort of more exciting existence, and that came through music. Do you know whereabouts in Glasgow? In Glasgow. Glasgow. Um, Newton Mearns. Newton Mearns. Oh, you, you, your accent went a bit then. Newton Mearns, so Newton Mearns, yeah. which is the south side of Glasgow, was a little bit posh, um, uh, but dollars uh, in dishwater. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I used to I, lock myself in my room and listen to a lot of music. I was a bit younger, so I also noticed it a bit, but not as much. I used to, what do you think? It's funny, as I've said this on stage, it's funny as you get older that the places, remember the places you went as a kid that you thought were a holiday that you yeah. now realise was just your mum visiting her mate. Yeah. And you went and yes. stayed there. Yes, like, yes, yeah. But I, went, I spent two weeks in Merthyr Tidville. That's not a holiday destination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the people in Merthyr Tidville, you tell them that and they're out there appalled for you. Yeah. But what do you think of this? My uh, my auntie Margaret, and because uh, my mum's from Edinburgh, mm. my auntie Margaret lived in West Calder, 
which mm. sounds grim. Yeah. Um, it's it's sort of on the outskirts of Edinburgh on the way to Glasgow. It's one of those yes. little suburban yeah. kind of towns. And I still remember now clearly, like, no, I don't think they'd heard of colour. There was no colour. No, there's no colour. No, no, no. I know what you mean. Um, and particularly a sort of a Scottish winter is just, yeah, it's it's monochrome. It's, 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 it, it is devoid of colour. <laughs> I, right. I spent a summer there and noticed in the summer when it should be at its brightest, I remember <laughs> as a kid thinking, this fuck. If someone, if you took a photo of this, yeah. you'd think it was a black and white photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. town, you know those old town centre photos of like, this is the <laughs> town centre in 1908. With a horse and cart yeah, coming yeah. down the... The present day photos look exactly the same. There'd yeah. be no point to it. And I remember three and a half weeks there, but you, so hang on, so you, were, you lived in Ireland, moved to England, then yeah. went to Scotland. Yeah. Fuck, as a kid, you must... Yeah. Are you confused about your sexuality? Is where it, you're and my from? Accent. Yeah. Your accent. <laughs> Jesus! No wonder you you must have really needed some solace in some synth music. In some synth music, yeah. All that could get me through this is a bit of synth. There's yeah. no accent to synth. Yeah. You know where you are. I remember that was the first time I uh, I wasn't even in, I wasn't in secondary school, so I was like ten or eleven. Three and a half weeks in West Calder. And I remember being called an English bastard. Yeah, they, they you were never called an English, a bastard. Yeah, no, I got called an English bastard when I was in Scotland. Yeah, you'd only just got like, used to be English. Like, and I'm like, I know I wasn't. I'm like, really half English, and I and I don't think your woes are my problem. I don't think. <laughs> I, I feel the chip on your shoulder is really nothing to do with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> perhaps you shouldn't have joined the union back in the 18th century uh, after getting stuck financially in Paris. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if any of that was my fault. So calling me an English bastard really is not going to solve your problems. Yeah, um, and, and you saying this to a load of twelve-year-olds probably yeah, didn't endear you didn't in help. any way. Didn't help. <laughs> Shit kicked out of me. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. so then, as you got a bit old, like teenager, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Then what kind? What were you listening? Do you remember as you were then starting to go out? What were you starting to listen to then? A real mixture, probably actually a bit more twangy. It got a bit more oh, twangy. You got a bit twangy. Did I got you? a bit twangy. I got you were a bit really twangy. confused then, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I've been through everything. <laughs> I am. Um, it's uh, time for some twang. I've done enough. Sim. Stick some twang in there. So I would have started listening. I would have listened to things like um, a, a lot of Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, a lot of things like uh, King Crimson. And Rush, prog rock. I got quite heavily into prog rock. Right. Okay. And um, and then Pretenders and that sort of thing. I was listening to the. I remember going to see the Pretenders in the Barrowlands in Glasgow, right at the front. Um, and uh, Jane's Addiction got really into Jane's Addiction. Um, there was something quite sexy about them. He liked a jumpsuit as well. Something about men in jumpsuits. I quite yeah. like. Eve. This yeah. has just dawned on you, hasn't it? An ex-heroin addict in a pink jumpsuit. I was like, oh, I quite like that. That's quite nice. Um, <laughs> that's your uh, thing. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what your thing is until you find it, do you? And you're like, no. what's that? That's my it, thing. Yeah. An ex-junkie in a jumpsuit. Yeah. So yeah. did Elvis do anything for you? 
Elvis in that jumpsuit in the sort of 60s, the Vegas. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. the closest I've ever come to being turned, I think, watching that. I mean, he is the most beautiful man on the planet oh, in a yeah. shiny black leather jumpsuit. I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think he turned me as well. Oh, I mean, it's so beautiful, so sexy. Yeah, yeah he's a universal. There's, there's some, there's some men that most men can admit to. Yeah, he's just universally good looking. You can't. Yeah. You can't really argue with that, can you? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, stick a bloke in a jumpsuit, and I'll have a think about it. <laughs> <laughs> And they're coming back in. They're coming. Hello. They're all the rage. Oh, yes, they're all the rage. Yeah. They're all the rage. I've turned it to my grandmother. Is, it, is, <laughs> is a jumpsuit really just a tight, sexy onesie? It's a, it's a sort of, it's a going out onesie. It's a going and, out onesie. Yeah. And they were quite popular in the 80s when I was a kid. And I think I had a few, I had a few jumpsuits. The problem with a jumpsuit as a mm. girl uh, is not pissing on your own sleeves when you go to the toilet because obviously you've got to take the top half off and often a sleeve will just migrate into the bowl and you can piss on your own sleeve and that oh. can really ruin a night out. You know what? Uh, I understand this from a f different angle What <laughs> completely. I worked in a garden machine place uh, when I was 16 and yeah. going to the toilet with uh, overalls. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's yeah. not quite overalls covered in oil is not the same as a jumpsuit, but you've got to tuck the arms into the legs. Yes, yes, yeah. Or tie it round. Um, yeah. So any sort of slip of uh, concentration, you can have pissy sleeves <laughs> and it's... Um... <laughs> really, really attractive women. Who are you Looking know full of it on the dance floor at the start of the night? You see, she's she's gone a bit into her shell on the side of the dance floor. She doesn't seem to be getting involved because she's got a pissy sleeve. She's got a pissy sleeve, mate. She's pissed on her own sleeve. <laughs> it's a classic jumpsuit error. That's what you've done there. Well, you've either got you've got to take it off and tie them in a knot at the front, but then even that that could, yeah. yeah no yeah you're right sort of or stick them in the pockets. I mean you've just got to be very careful with them. Oh, you've got to give it some thought. What are you doing? You're not, you're not dancing to this, Tracy. This is yeah. your favourite song. <laughs> yeah. Pissed on me jumpsuit, and I. <laughs> Piss on the jumpsuit. It's another good album title. Come it's up a Sophie Ellis Bexter song, isn't it? <laughs> Piss on, on the jumpsuit. Pissing on my jumpsuit. Yeah. Oh, that's a good version. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what? Uh, I can't imagine prog rock lasted too long for you, though, did it? You must have come um, out the other end of that quick. Yeah. Went to see Pink Floyd in London in... Um, oh, it would have been like 1994 or something. Where in London did you see Earl's them? Court. Um, yeah, it would have been 1994, Division Bell. Yeah. Went to see that tour. Brilliant. Um, but I, I more recently went to see uh, The Wall um, yeah. at the O2. Yeah, um, um, Donald Trump was a big fan of that. Was a massive fan. <laughs> Loved it. He, he brought his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loves that album. <laughs> I've always liked Pink Floyd. You love um, Pink Floyd. Uh, um, yeah, I like a bit. I like a bit of that. And then prog rock. Then it's that, that fade. And then what did I get into? into after that well, was university it would have been then um where did you where did you go to uni i went to the university of york 
Oh, nice. You say that. I mean, it looked pretty on the prospectus. Good I mean, point, I really actually. panicked. I really panicked. I didn't know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to study. Um, and I remember the year I went to York University, they had a very, very pretty picture on the prospectus um, of, of daffodils and a castle. And I thought, that looks nice. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that looks like a, where I want to spend three to four years. I think that is what I base my decision on. And, um, yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a holiday brochure mistake that it was just lasted to- four yeah. years. Yeah. Didn't look like this in the brochure. But um, York's, York, that's funny, isn't it? As uh, doing stand-up, the places we travel, where we now hear people who want to move to places or we've yeah. got our perspective. Oh, you won't want to go there. It might look nice, but... But York, I can imagine it's, it does look nice, but it's it's not that big, is it? No, it's not that big. And it was quite dull. And bands didn't really come to York. They went to Leeds or Manchester. Of course they did, because they're bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember seeing anybody in York. I don't remember going to any gigs there at all. I did. I went through to Leeds a few times to see a few people. Um, Went to see Jane's Addiction in Leeds. Got into a, I remember getting into a, just being surrounded by enormous men. <laughs> it was kind of quite enjoyed yourself. <laughs> it was proper sort of moshy, big blokes just moshing about. And I was in the middle of it. Um, and the Pogues, went to see the Pogues. Had to oh, get, did you? I, got, had to get to, I was again at the front and I got squashed and I had to get... I was the girl who had to get dragged out by the security guards. You know what I mean? There's always one, isn't there? It's like, yeah. oh, get her out. She's being squashed. Jumpsuited um, shreds. Jumpsuited sh- Pissy jumpsuit shreds. <laughs> Watch me jumpsuit. Yeah. Pass me over. Pass me. Pass me. Don't smell that sleeve. <laughs> I can I can imagine you being passed out, not passed out, as in passed yeah. over people, yeah. but still with a big smile on your face. Yeah. Just yay, <laughs> wee, past shame. Oh, I nearly died. Yeah, I nearly died there. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> what a gig. Nearly died. <laughs> I've you get involved in moshing, do you? You know, I'm, I'm a wimp like that. I went to see Oasis at uh, Finsbury Park, and I mm. went on my own. I got, yeah, I got a ticket given to me. And I thought, oh, I'm going to get right down the front yeah. on my own and just stay there all day. And, and I lasted about five minutes of the support band before <laughs> Oasis <laughs> and ended yeah. up about half a mile away. I thought, I, I didn't come here for a fight. Yeah, no, I'm at the back now. Yeah. I'm at the back now. Yeah. Appreciating it. Yeah. But before, you were, you'd get involved in a mosh. I'd was be right in... up at the front. Yeah, I'd be right up at the front. Where did now, you see but... the Pogues in Leeds? Somewhere in Leeds. I can't remember now and where, but yeah, somewhere in Leeds. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's when you started. York is uh, um, living there then. But that would have been good for watching loads of bands. That you'd have to travel a bit, though, yeah, to Leeds. Cause yeah, Leeds. Loads Leeds, of Manchester. Good... But I didn't do an awful lot of that. And then I... Um, it's funny, isn't it? You sort of you sort of you sort of slip in and out of music, don't you? During your life, there are times when yeah. you just don't listen to an awful lot, or you know, or you just listen um, to what you already know and stick that, with that yeah, for a couple stick of years. With it. It's weird, isn't it? It's a bit like sort of it's like with your wardrobe. And yeah. There comes a point, doesn't there, in your wardrobe yeah. where you stop buying. You like, I often wonder at what point I'll buy my last item of clothing, and I reckon it'll probably be about twenty years before I die. But yeah. 
But there is definitely a point at which you stop purchasing things or investing in things like that, or you look, you know, unless you or, unless you make a real effort, unless you yeah. make a real, real effort. Um, and there was a definite period of my life when I stopped sort of investing in music and listening to music. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. I haven't seen a live band for years. Yeah. And I haven't bought any, listened to anything different in yeah. years. I get real, yeah, I get really set in my ways. For, yeah. Sometimes I just think, well, you know, I've got this and this and this. I don't need any more. And you start thinking of when you were younger, telling older people about new bands and yes. how they weren't interested. Yeah. And now I'm completely that. If someone, a lot, if a teenager told me about a modern band, I'd be like, do you know how much music there already is? That I still haven't got through. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got but time I do for that. like finding new stuff, though. Do you I still do. do that? Um. I remember years and years ago listening to Debbie Harry on Desert Island Discs, which yeah, is yeah. possibly one of the most middle-class things I've ever said. Yeah. Um, and she must have been mm, late 60s at the time. And um, I remember being really impressed because it was Desert Island Discs, so it's like, you know, you take your eight favourite discs or whatever. And she had absolutely not stuck with stuff from her time when she was massive with Blondie. She'd, yeah. she'd really invested in new music. And I remember listening to her choices. And I actually, she really, listening to it really encouraged me to go off and investigate, A, the bands that she had suggested, and then sort of go further with that. I was like, good for you, Debbie. That's what you do. You keep going. Yeah. Your wardrobe hasn't stuck. You're not going to be found dead in a pair of old Clark shoes, are you? <laughs> you keep rocking it, girl. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was really good. And I remember... Uh, from listening to that, I got into um, Fever Ray, and um, who's a Swedish. <laughs> I don't know who that is, no. She's a um, slightly weird Swedish. Um, I'm going to say Cynthia again. It's a bit Cynthia. It's a bit Cynthia, yeah. but it's, um, it's a bit sort of out there. I like yeah. it. As soon as you mention a band and they're from another country, it, yeah. it adds a, oh, they're yeah. a German Rock back, yeah. oh, oh, hello. hello. Yeah. You've got a varied palette. Yeah. Well, Fever yeah. Ray's brilliant, and then she's got a band with her brother called The Knife, and, um, yeah, I listen to a, good a lot of that for stuff. A band. Isn't it? I often, I often, in my brain, think that I'm like, I'm like a Radio 6, a 6 Music, I don't even know the name of it, <laughs> 6 Music. On the radio wireless. Six. On the wireless. Six. Yeah, I see myself as a kind of independent 6 Music kind of, mm. uh, um, um presenter that you mm. know i'm I'm always searching out new music and stuff <laughs> but then i just think i'm so set in my ways and like like ordering chinese i would never veer off my old standard <laughs> i would never try anything and i'm like that with music a bit i'm like well i've got all of that i don't need to be you know I don't, but then i but then like just recently when done this one with rod gilbert Mm. Rod Gilbert really makes because he was doing the radio show. He'd always try and find something new each week for the radio, mm. or most weeks, something new that he'd, he'd try and introduce it to people and go, "Oh, have you heard this?" Mm. And he, I said, "Oh, can you do that then?" He said he misses doing that. I said, mm. "Oh, can you do that for this? Recommend a song," and he did, and it's brilliant, yeah. brilliant. And me and my wife listen, then listen to everything this person had ever done. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot what they're called now. That I should know it, but clout, I think, or clout. Um, uh, and and I think I should be doing more of that. And then yeah. and then then about two days later, I'll be just have crowded house on again. <laughs> crowded house. Hey 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 hey! It's a bit. 
Hey. Oh, no, Andrew. Are you, you going to cut me out of your life? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, that was too se- that was too sincere a pause. Then you didn't even try and cover that with humour. Then that was just real. I'm not going to apologise for it. How do you describe uh, Oasis again? Twangy music. Twangy. Yeah, it's twangy. a bit twangy for you, crowd. It's too twangy. It's, it's too very much twang twangy. Too much twang there. It's too the much lack twang. of jumpsuits and too twangy. I mean, I, yeah. Oh, that's why I did listen to it. Universe. I did listen to quite a bit of twangy music. University yeah, actually. Prog rock. Bit of twang. Bit of twang. Um, there have been some Sinead O'Connor, definitely Sinead O'Connor at that point. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. But then the angry Sinead O'Connor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Troy, that sort of thing. You're still a liar! That one. Um, yeah, uh, I, like, I like how angry she looks on a lot of those performances. Furious that the audience have got the nerve to listen to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. 10,000 Maniacs, remember them? No. She's uh-huh. rubber bands of the stars. She's rubber bands of the moon. She's rubber bands of the moon. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So quite a lot of twang. Quite a bit of twang. <laughs> Fair bit of twang. Yeah, a uh, little, yeah. little period of twang. So dipped into as a, as, a, as a sort of as I became aware that I was probably gay, um, sort of dipped into the sort of Katie Lang world of twang, which is definitely. I mean, that's a lot of fanny twang. That is a lot of fanny twang. Um, <laughs> fanny <and then> <laughs> twang. That's a whole genre of music and lifestyle. Fanny twang. Sounds like a good club as well. <laughs> it's an all-nighter at Fanny, Fanny twang. It's my drag name. Um... <laughs> Fanny twang. Oh, I'm going to have to do a comedy character now because of this. That's my pantomime drag name. Um, uh, and, so, and then sort of came out of that very quickly. Just like, yeah. oh, oh, God, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then so after uni, then then that when you went got sort of moved to London and got into clubbing. Yeah, it would have been then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the first? Because usually asked, what was the first live gig you went to? Was yours Barrowlands or was that? Was no, it? I think the first live gig I went to was Ibrox Stadium, Simple Minds. Oh, bloody hell! I was not <laughs> expecting that. No, no, was not what expecting the hell? that. <laughs> Is there any synth to that? No, nothing. That, no. That's more twangy. That and yeah, in fact, quite a lot of sort of shirt waving, and yeah. it really is, isn't it? It's quite a lot yeah. of white shirt waving and yeah. yeah, drums and stuff. I think I was about twelve. My mum let me bunk off school and go. Oh, well, that's oh well, that's that was not completely your choice then. That was it. The day out, you just wanted. That was just more. You're probably more interested in the stadium. Yeah. Than anything else. Probably. So then I what? So here's a different one that I've not asked before. Do you remember the first, like, club you went, not, like, first time you went out clubbing? It w- actually would have been in Glasgow before I moved down to London. Right. And it would have been at probably the Tunnel Club. And it was the time when uh, that sort of scene was emerging. And I always remember, and I was quite naive, some bloke coming up to me and going, what have you had? And I'm like, well, I've had a couple of Heinekens. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he went, no, no, what have you had? I went, a, a couple of, I've had a couple of Heinekens. And, we, well, uh, we, went, we went for a Chinese before yeah. we came out. What yeah. you, <laughs> I don't remember. You thought he was asking about your dinner. I always remember him saying to me, I've had a Mitsubishi and I've got a couple of doves in my pocket. And I was thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about. Sounds like a magician if you yeah. don't know what he's on about. I've had a Mitsubishi and a couple of doves in my pocket. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> And that was my first experience with clubbing. Yeah. What, did yeah. he offer you them? 
No. Oh. But that, I think that was the first time I became aware that what Trump's was happening. Part in of it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's what that's what's happening, is it? Um, that's what you kids are doing. That's yeah, what I, you kids are doing. I think that's yeah, it as well. I've never done. I never did. I never got into clubbing, so I never did drugs. I just. I'd still now today because I had me jab and don't feel well. I'm still uncomfortable taking paracetamol. I don't like taking tablets. Really? Yeah, yeah. A tablets in a packet bought in a supermarket. So to still get one from someone's pocket. Yeah, a couple in of dogs have got a bit of I know. Yeah. Sounds absolutely ridiculous to yeah. me. I can't get my head around that. It's like someone buying you a pint but not telling you what it is, <laughs> where they got it. it in their hands. And they've got their finger in it <laughs> yeah. as they give it you. Yeah. <laughs> With pocket fluff. Yeah. <laughs> How much pocket fluff have people swallowed over the years? And have, yeah, have smuggled it into the club, probably in an anal cavity. Oh, um, yeah. so. I thought that either. Mm. Yeah. Well, what was your uh, what was your what was your routine of uh, getting yourself out of your clubbing uh, jet lag hangover? If you've been out clubbing all yeah. night, uh, you've got some after parties. What, what was the next day like? Oh, just, I mean, can't it? I mean, it was usually about ten strangers in somebody's flat, sort of piled on top of each other, like a sort of car crash of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Met a lot of people I never saw again. Yeah, yeah, that you, yeah. you loved to have instantly with lo- for that yeah, yeah. four minutes. Yeah, yeah. But they never were just really intense, short friendships. That's what yeah. it was, yeah. And she's now yeah. running a calf in Leeds. She's now running She a hates cafe. vegans. <laughs> Latched on to a vegetarian. <laughs> Taking a haunch off a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Release, release her, release her, <laughs> Karen. Jesus, let it go, Sheila, let it go. <laughs> yeah. For God's sake, someone turn the radio off. It's the only way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah. But I've but I've recently gotten really back into music. I think because, well, pandemic and stuff. I've mm. um, uh, yes, I've been listening to a lot of music and and sort of. I stopped buying it. I stopped buying music. Then that was the thing. And then I stopped having anything to play music on because, you know, everybody had everybody had a record player when I was yeah. a kid. And then at least you had a CD player or, you know, something. Or if you're stupid you enough to, to buy good, an MP3 player. Yeah. You to have a good stereo. Good. Yeah, now, yeah. You know, I find it weird. I've got a good boom speaker that I play music on a tablet in the kitchen. Yeah. That's how I listen. It doesn't seem right putting music on YouTube in the kitchen. Do you still have a vinyl or do you still have a record player? Yeah, I've got a CD player record that my wife bought me for my 30th, a good with yeah. speakers and all that, in the living room. But I don't, I don't, probably don't turn that on even once a week. No, you see, so I don't yeah. know what it is. This is. I have to go and sit down like an, But I see myself like that. I see myself like I sit down in the living room, like thingy out of a, what's it called? High fidelity. Yeah. In my head, I'm like him. But I'm like, I haven't got time for that. I make yeah. dinner. Yeah. I got to yeah. put music on while I'm making dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But how would you listen to music now then? Online. I listen to a lot of. I you know search for it and play for it online. Yeah. Um, and I've bought myself a, a a speaker like you know like you said yeah, yeah. and I, a, a boomy speaker and I listen to it yeah. Yeah. I listen to a lot, but. but yeah, I do listen to a lot of new stuff. I try and find a lot of newer stuff. And 
And then, yeah, go back through old stuff that I used to listen to, yeah. And then you go and revisit. Revisit. I've been listening to a lot of Joni Mitchell lately. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's twangy. Not fanny twangy, twangy. But it's sort of jazzy twangy. Yeah. I don't know whether you'd describe it as a jazzy fanny twangy. I'm not sure. But it's got... <laughs> she's she's so clever and, and makes such incredible... There's, you know, such in, uh, amazing depth to her music and her lyrics that, that yeah. I'll accept that level of twang. Yeah. yeah. She's just... Uh, She's just uh, just like one of them. It doesn't matter. I like sometimes I like it. Doesn't when the musician doesn't matter if they're male, female, good looking, yeah. what they look like, what they're wearing doesn't matter. I like that yeah. kind of musician. The, um, David David Burns like that for yeah. me. I mean, I went to see him at Hammersmith Apollo what three years ago. Um, it was utterly brilliant. He was utterly... Br- it was mesmerising. He yeah. was just... Because he's more than a musician, isn't he? He's a performer. He's, he's a magician. He's, he's, um, he's all of those things. And, and I'm just... I love somebody who's, what, he's, what, 65, 66? But still so vital and energetic and enthusiastic and passionate. And I think it's really important to connect with people like that because, you know, you, you lose your mojo after a while. I mean, I have, Christ. I mean, if, the, <laughs> if there's somebody phoned me up the other day and said, do you want to drive to, where was it? I can't, it wasn't even that far. It was near you, I think. Yeah. For a gig. And I went, oh God, no, no, <laughs> never again. I'm never leaving this room again. So to see somebody who's out there doing, you know, such good performances and so, um, sparkly and so new and exciting i'm i'm really i'm yeah i'm like i get yeah i get that from um sometimes stand up because you're into stand up so much that sometimes you need i I get from i get more inspiration from musicians yeah yeah where you think how much they write and they're trying to do good stuff yeah and commit on stage and perform on stage i mean a few years back i went to see kate bush again at the hammersmith apollo and that show was, it stayed with me like like a sort of aura for about a week afterwards. It stayed oh, no, in my yeah, head, yeah. it stayed in my blood, it stayed in my head. I could feel it, I could see it, I could taste it. It was so visually and uh, orally beautiful. It, it just stayed with me. And I thought, Christ, the amount of work that's gone into that. You can't be asked to drive I can't to be Andover. asked to go to Bistock. <laughs> 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 yeah that and you know um i just appreciate the level of performance and commitment and and artistry of it is is breathtaking it's yeah. breathtaking and and then yeah i'm sitting here going oh, i've written a joke about ice cream mm, that, <laughs> that one that, right. it's always the horrible comparison isn't it yeah musicians but I, I wrote this song and i was feeling like this and i've got a new bit about pineapples yeah <laughs> We've got nothing to show for it. Musicians are like, I've got, I've, you know, I've been thinking of this, and, uh, and we're like, yeah. uh, got this new bit. I have to call it new bits. A new makes bit. it feel so pointless, doesn't it? Yeah. A new bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'll try and be more David Byrne as I move forward in life. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try and be a bit more. That is something to aim for. Psycho killer. Look forward yeah. to seeing that. I'm gonna be a bit more Fanny Twang. Oh, you more Fanny Twang. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Zoe, <laughs> it has been bloody brilliant to talk to you. 
It's been an, an awful lot of fun. It really yeah. has. Yeah. Hope yeah. to see. Well, I, I was going to say. I can't wait to see, see Fanny Tang Twang on tour. I mean, I know. <laughs> singing I all your country favourites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in a pissy jumpsuit. In a pissy jumpsuit. <laughs> I don't know if I'll see you soon. We can't commit so. to that for a lot of a lot of uh, reasons. Hey, uh, I can't be locked down. You can't be asked yeah. to leave, and you've cut me out of your life because of crowded house. So yeah. it's been nice knowing you, Zoe. That. It's been <laughs> yeah. nice knowing you. I felt we got on. I've always liked you, but yeah, wherever you go, you'll always take the weather with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.